0: Yeah, he said we're rolling, Tony.
1: Oh, we are rolling? We are rolling. Outstanding. Here we go. All right. Here we go in three, two, one. And hello, everybody. Good afternoon. Uh, It is uh, an interesting time to be a part of college football, and we'll get into that. This is the TMG Media Guides uh, podcast. We are back after a sustained absence, and we've got some... We got some homework we got to do right now. And before we get started, we want to uh, recognize the uh, absence of the voice that usually was the moderator on this podcast. Christopher, Rain, a longtime friend, founding member of TMG, and one of the great guys ever. We lost him uh, since we were last here. And we want to just pay homage to him, his wife, Sheila, the three boys. We love you, Doof. We miss you terribly. And, uh, but we're gonna. You would want us to carry on, and that's what we're gonna do today. Uh, we uh, we are uh, brought to you uh, by Appa APBA, which is the unchallenged king of quality sports simulation. Uh, our man Blau does a lot of their games, and uh, John Hurson has been very good to us, so we are going to recognize him. And David uh, uh, David Amarall from uh, Revolution studios david is the guy he put the brain so he puts all this thing together and david one to you. it's
2: a revelation recordings actually uh,
1: we appreciate all that you do to help us out so let's 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 call the roll uh, as we get ready to resume this let's start with mark blashen in uh situate uh massachusetts Mark, how are you, man? Good. Anything new going on in college football? Not a thing. <laughs> not a thing. I don't know what we're going to talk about today. Herb Goal, uh, our, our Midwest guy. Herb, how are you, buddy? How are you, buddy?
0: I'm good. I'm uh, breathlessly awaiting the Big Ten's decision on playing football.
1: Well, aren't we all? And we're going to deal with that. And, of course, the lovely and talented Tom Lucci, the pride of Rutgers University, Tom, how are you today?
2: Doing well, Tony, and uh, eager to hear what you guys have to say about this. And to take, uh, I am not—I'm not one of those uh, college football writers who doesn't want the season to happen.
1: Yeah, that, of, all, of all the dumb things I've read on Twitter, and that—and there's a lot of room there. Uh, the idea Don't of the sports. Well, the idea that sports writers did not want the season to continue is not only not only in it's not only incorrect it's a dumb logic but that's uh that's neither here nor there so guys let's let's start with 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 this uh last friday uh the sec announced uh the additional teams two teams that everybody was going to play uh everybody got into a big old argument it was about football it was a it was i had missed it terribly and it felt like football was coming back for a moment. And then we had one of the weekends to end all weekends, starting with the, the Mac shutting it down. Uh, the Big Ten telling us they're going to back off, move into the next practice rotation, and telling everybody to uh, take it easy. The speculation began once the Mac shut it down. And here we are as we sit here. And now the Detroit Free Press has reported that the Big Ten is going to indeed shut it down and see how many of the other conferences uh, that are come with. Herb, you're you're right in the middle of Big Ten country. What is your initial reaction to, uh, to the Big Ten basically saying, nope,
0: we're going to shut it down? You know, it's not surprising to me. I, I think one key feature here is that Big Ten Commissioner Kevin Warren, his son plays – football at Mississippi state. So yep. he's in a very unique position to say, you know, when you ask hypothetically, would you want your child to play sports? It's not hypothetical for him. I, I think that given, you know, that the big 10 has had some outbreaks and, 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 interruptions in practice, notably at, I think, Rutgers and Michigan state, but not, but also Northwestern. I've seen reports at Illinois uh, you know, Ohio State. Every, I think the feeling is that th- this is just going to be too difficult to do, and so I, I fully expect that the the reports that the Big Ten is going to shut it down are, are accurate, and I think they're based on on good logic.
1: Tom Lucci, you've been you've been right in the middle of this thing. Uh, Rutgers has had their issues. Uh, what what are, what are your reaction to the Big Ten? Uh, if these Detroit free press reports are correct, uh, what is your reaction to the Big Ten shutting it down?
2: But like her, not surprised. I mean, you, you know, you have to deal with facts and science here. And, and I think we'll see the dominoes fall, Tony. Although I would tell you, I still believe the SEC will be the last holdout. You know, since they're not doing this collectively, uh, as as was speculated, <laughs> that, you know, because nobody wanted to be the first, they said. That, you know to shut down the season of the, of the power fives they would do this collectively and they haven't done it collectively apparently if this report is accurate, which I assume it is. And uh, you know so I think we'll see the dominoes fall I think the pac 12 and you know uh, you'll, you'll just start to see at the ACC and then the and then the big 12 and I think like I say I think the SEC will probably hold out as long as humanly possible before they make a decision and that's just my opinion because they they desperately want to play football. You know, and it's interesting. Uh, It seems like there are some players who feel like it would be better for them to be, you know, in camps and playing football uh, than not. Um, I I have some questions about that, but you know, we'll see what happens. But like I say, I think the dominoes will start to fall now.
1: Well, that's a reminder. Mark Blaschon dealt with this issue. Uh, on on the website, which of course is now, uh, we are now under the SI umbrella. So you can find all the stuff that the media guides write at uh, si.com slash TMG. Mark, you, you posted an article uh, not long ago uh, dealing with the fact that the SEC really wanted to play. I mean, the, the, the question, guys, where we are now, Dan Patrick reported. Uh, earlier today that his sources are telling him that the that the Big, T- Big Ten and the Pac-12 are going to go in lockstep together like they always do and that the the Big 12 and the ACC have a decision to make. Lucci is, is right. The SEC wants to play. They they don't even open until September 26th. But, Marks, if you would summarize what you have posted uh, on your view about what the SEC uh, wants to do and will do.
3: Well, they, uh, Greg Sankey was was should have been the leader of practice. he had the right idea. Wait as long as you can before making the decision, which is why he said, "Let's wait till September 26th, and let's shut it down, let's shut football down until August 26th." But no one paid attention to that. The problem with the SEC and Sankey they're in a catch-22 situation, and you, Tony should know because you're in the heart of it, is let's 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 say let's say they they hold out and 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 and, and they do play a thing a game. Well, if they're the only one standing. We're going to go way beyond football. We're going to have social issues uh, that will be brought up by people from CNN and MSNBC, not about football, but about about the the propriety of of of, of white coaches uh, telling black kids to play football. Didn't to sit and everyone else is sitting back, and that's not going to be the thing they want to deal with. But the other thing is, let's let's say they shut it down. Let's say they shut it down, and all of a sudden, COVID-19, which a lot of people projected, might might start spiking my leg day and go down steadily for a couple months before picking up again in November, like everyone thought. Well, God forbid, be in this in the SEC territory on a nice Saturday in October when, when, the, when the numbers are down. It's a beautiful, and, and all, all those things are, are, are empty with no college football. College football is more important than anything in in, in the South. You you live your entire you life. If, if there are no games on nice, like a nice, hurricane coming with Category five, and everyone shuts down this town. And all of a sudden, it's a sunny day. Well, they're going to get hammered. It'll be even worse for Sankey and the SEC because they'll go, what, you, you keep up football for this? What are, you, are you kidding me? There'll be demonstrations. They don't have death threats. You can't win that situation. So I, I don't know what what he does.
1: Well, here, here's the SEC uh, point of view right now. Again, I, guys, i tell you what it comes down to. There's no question that the Big Ten is going to try to get the Big 12 12- and the ACC to go with them in the Pac 12. That way that that box is as as Mark just said, that box is Greg Sankey into a corner. He's got he's only he's out there he's by himself. And when you do that, I, I don't know what's going to happen there. But he, here's the SEC point of view. They said, "Look, when we were doing schedules, we made a conscious decision not to start our season until September 26th and to give the virus numbers a chance to get better. So we, our advice we were given was to start the season as late as we possibly can. All right? We did that. Now, because the, because the Big Ten decided well, we're going to gonna open on September 3rd with some games, there's a greater sense of urgency there. The point from the SEC is this. We, when we get to the end of this process, they're saying, we may be exactly where the Big Ten is and need to shut it down. But that's not where we are. We need to make this decision, but we don't need to make it today. The Big Ten feels like they need to make it today. Fine. So I, I, I think the SEC is gonna hold out unless it's clear that it's four to one. And then I think that will be uh, that that will be That's a very tough, hard. To will yeah. That, yeah.
0: be a very hard decision to make. It should be pointed out that the reason the Big Ten decided to start early was because that would allow postponed games to be played in the in the off weeks uh that would be you know in the schedule whereas the sec schedule you're going to go straight through and as we've seen with major league baseball and i'll i'll be interested to see how they do these makeup games with the miami marlins with the st louis cardinals you know that baseball schedule is so tight that it's going to be very difficult to make up games so those are the two arguments and and yet i think that you're right, Tony. I think th- it gives the SEC more time to make the decision. But at the same time, if other leagues aren't playing, it's going to be pretty hard to carry on because you also run the risk of saying, well, wow, you know, these other leagues say it's not safe, but you're saying it is. I think they're all going to get to the same place where they realize that you just can't do it this fall.
1: Well, here, here's another factor, and you guys may have may have picked up on this. Uh, Kevin Warren, the the Big Ten commissioner, and Greg Sankey, the SEC commissioner, are without question the two most powerful people in college athletics. The people who hold those jobs always were. And the way it was explained to me uh, back in the day uh, uh, when it was Mike Slive and Jim Delaney, you know, they didn't see eye-to-eye on a bunch of things either, Uh, but uh, they did communicate. And I, I get the feeling, Mark Blauschen, that uh Kevin Warren and Greg Sankey uh, don't go to the same Christmas parties together.
3: Well and it's not it's not, they just don't know each other. That's the problem. It's just they don't they are still feeling it out and, 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 and Kevin Warren wants to establish his own presence, which is fine. But but Sankey doesn't want to be say you know, wanna hear, you know, just because he has, big ten does something, we have to do something. He's not gonna accept that. Um but here's the other thing which which you're gonna hear a lot about in the next few days and I'm gonna and, and and I'm gonna we disagree. I mean, I have total sympathy with the thing about what's going on the Big Ten. We want to do it for the best of our student-athletes and all that kind of stuff. The thing that motivated the Big Ten's move, the thing that every commissioner is, is there, and the Big Ten has it in its back door, back door right now, is the kid named Brady Finney from Indiana. He contacted COVID, which is fine, which is dead enough, but he, he got it. And now he might have a heart issue uh, as, 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 for the rest of his life. That scares the hell out of everybody because they're looking at a $500, $600 million hundred, million dollar lawsuit, and that is what is moti- motivating everybody. That's the game stopper for every conference, even Sankey. If the SEC has one play like that, it stops instantly, and 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 that's the main reason why the Big Ten did what it did. It was it was there was a lot of concerns about that, but the Brady feedy thing is, is in their lap, and they're going to fa- they're facing a lawsuit of, of multi million dollar proportions uh, if this goes if it. To be a, a permanent uh, problem for a sophomore of the freshman kid from, from uh, St. Louis who played in Indiana and was healthy when he arrived and now has, has this. So that's, that's the underlying issue. Again, it's money, money, money. I mean, it's the reason they went from eight to 10 games, uh, which is ridiculous. I mean, as we all, most of us agreed. Um, and, and the other thing, well, when you go, is is there all the schedules that everyone worked on, if they play spring football, they're all gone. You can't play 10 games in the spring. Because that means you, have to, you, you, you can't. That means if you're going to play next fall, you're ask you kids to play 20, 22 games. That that's not going to happen.
0: Here a, yeah, go ahead, Herb. I was just going to say, to your point, Blau, uh, I think most people may be aware that Trevor Lawrence, the Clemson quarterback, put out a series of tweets where he mentioned that he thought players would be safer. If they were playing football, because they would be with, you know, they would be in that that collegiate environment rather than being at home and not under supervision. The thing about it is, as you mentioned, there's a financial reality there that that colleges are going to probably shirk from it and probably should.
2: And there's also, there's also an insurance liability there, you know, right? if they come there, if they, these schools openly embrace them and say yes, come here because we'll buy your argument that you're safer here, and and there's an outbreak, who's responsible for that? Who bears the burden? That the universities do, you know, and that makes them liable. And then if somebody really gets sick, and forbid, dies, gets a heart issue, who's responsible? Who's liable? The universities are, you know, and so oh. that's why I don't I don't see them caving into these. This groundswell of, of player, sure, like, you know, uh, enthusiasm about playing the season, uh, you know, from a player standpoint, and I'm not dis- minimizing it or dismissing what Trevor Lawrence had to say. You know, I understand it. But from a practical and financial standpoint, it makes no sense for the universities. Well,
0: that, that's look, let me let me, exactly. let me tell you. Yeah. Let me tell
3: you uh... Let me tell you what uh, an athletic I, I like director told me about, about what Harvey was talking about and and, and what Lawrence was talking about. Yes, that the, the coaches keep paying the players and yes, that's safer. But here's what, here's what happened. He told me this actually happened. Uh, that the player was was part of the team and and was very conscious. He didn't go to parties. He stayed inside. But, but one one night he went out late at night and went to like a a, 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 a you know Chick Fil A or something like that for, for a snack. Right, a late night snack. At the at that place he saw one of his, friends, his classmates. Who had been to a frat party that night? They talked and they bullshit for about ten minutes. The kid put the and that that kid from the from the frat house had had been positive and 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 when he when he they, he ran to the football player, the football player who was negative when he started came back into the dorm. He kept the next day he tested positive and and then fought. Then two days later, five players in, in the Carolina uh athletic, football team uh or, well I mentioned the school now but but but. Pets positive, so they had to shut it down for about a week. That's what happens. They can do everything they want to, but they can't. They can't stop kids from going to places that are that are like a college kid to get something to eat at night, because he's going to run into out of people. That, that's the problem. They, they can't. They can't control that.
1: Yeah, I mean, I had a, an athletic director at a, at a big SEC school say, "Look, when they're in our building." we have, we have no concerns at all. This is one of the cleanest places places on on planet earth. We we disinfect the weight room after every use. We disinfect the whole building. The problem is is they're only here 3 hours a day, four tops. And what do they do the other 20 hours? So that's an issue. Look, look let me look Tom Lucci, I'm going to start with you on this. Here's Here's another factor. How big of a factor? I don't know. But I want to throw it out for the for the group. I want to see what you have to say. But we were all familiar with what the Pac-12 athletes did and now other athletes rights movements are are going to front. Uh, Somebody posited the theory to me that the presidents are scared to death of this movement. And that only makes their decision easier because if they if they shut it down, if they shut football down, they don't have to deal with this athlete's right movement right now. Tom Lucci, I'm going to start with you. I mean, it, could this could that possibly be a factor in any of this?
2: Well, I, I'm sure it is. I, I don't i do not know if it's the driving force behind it because I would like to believe that, you know, the presidents do have the best interests uh, of their students, whether they're student athletes or just regular students at heart, and that the science and the facts say it's not safe, you know, to bring, to bring them back. Um, I'd like to believe that, but I could see that being an underlying factor, a sort of a, a, a quote added bonus unquote uh, for, for shutting it down. I mean, it, it certainly makes sense because um, well, let's, let's be honest. Uh, I, I think players, student, student athletes have finally realized that they hold all the cards, they hold the power. And for the first time, we're seeing them take advantage of that you know um you know with the, we're going to have the likeness and an image and they're going to make money and um uh, we're seeing kids transfer freely uh you know the the whole college football uh model has been turned a little bit upside down by everything that's happened and and you're right i i think the presidents are probably afraid of you know that going any further than it already has because right now um again we you know you see this a guy announces he's in a transfer portal Uh, You know, he's eligible the next week at his new school or, you know, uh, you know, a a guy just transfers to another school. Everybody's getting waivers these days. Uh, It seems to be very pro student athlete these days. And and maybe that's where the president's want to throw the line on this.
1: Well, which rate which raises this question that I want the group to discuss. And it's this Uh, the Florida Governor DeSantis uh, has suggested that uh, if if the Big Ten players, if the Big Ten is not going to play. Uh, that the big 10 players come on down to Florida and we'll let you play down here. Okay. (laughs) So so the, so the question becomes, what if, what if the uh, Justin Fields, Justin Fields of Ohio state's going to turn pro, but he feels like he needs to play one more season. If, if the, if the places that are shutting down football, if their (laughs) players decide they want to transfer, can will the NCAA let them go and do the portal and grant them a waiver, or is this such a big issue the NCAA is going to have to say no? We're not going to do any of that. Let's let's start let's start with uh, Mark Blasch.
3: No, they, they can't even the NCAA can't possibly approve that. That that would lead to chaos. I was I was at SMU in '87 in when they shut down the program. They shut down the program, and the next day it was one of the saddest things I've ever seen. Those players <coughs> were on the like meat market. Those players were every college in in the country was there making offers to those kids sitting outside the stadium, and it was it was auction. It was it was, it was auction of, of the, at the worst uh, possible way, and, and 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 to have something like that happen. It, it, it would be ridiculous, and and, and I can't begin to fathom that happening. So,
1: so Herb Gould, if, if Justin Fields, what if Justin Fields announces he's not coming back? This is his third year, okay? Year right. at George, year at Georgia, second year at Ohio State. What if Justin? Fields, oh, okay. Well, I'm gonna start getting ready for the NFL draft. I'm I'm not coming back in 2021. That isn't that a reasonable scenario?
0: Well, you know what, Tony, it is, uh, and I think that, and yet, you know, the NCAA is going to, is as as Blaus said, they're not going to get, they're not going to want to be interested in that at all. Uh, if I'm Ohio State and I'm a coach and the, it's a choice of, you know, not having the kid next spring, what is he going to do in the fall? I don't think that they would be real bent out of shape out, about it. But I think that the larger question we're getting to is, that the NCAA and Blau has mentioned it on the blog very, very uh, eloquently that the NCAA just isn't in charge of a lot of things that it ought to be in charge of. And and that would be one of them. I mean, I don't, I, I think it's all going to be moot because I think ultimately everybody's going to have to shut it down this fall. Uh, but if it came down to that, <clears throat> I don't see where the problem is. If it's, if it's one elite player here or there, um, the cosmetics certainly are bad, but, you know, getting back to your original point about, you know, the organi- organizing of these players, I, you know, the the vacuum with the NCAA not directing this whole thing and the players in, 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 re- in light of the Black Lives Matter are feeling more empowered, you know, and organized. I mean, there's going to be some real seismic changes, and you've mentioned that too, Tony, in the last couple weeks. And I, I'm totally on board with that. We're going to see a very different college football model you know in a few years with the players having a larger voice and, and, and perhaps a new organization of Power Five uh, conferences rather than the NCAA, which is just sort of a power vacuum. Uh,
1: Tom Lucci, let me ask you this. Uh, it, the, the, the reporting tells us that it was a 12 to 2 vote. In the Big Ten, among the presidents, the two schools that voted to play keep playing with Nebraska and Iowa. Obviously, Rutgers joined the Big Ten for a lot of—I could think of 50 million reasons why Rutgers joined uh, <laughs> the Big Ten. What about Nebraska? I mean, Nebraska has been a strange fit for the Big Ten since day one. Aside from the money, aside from the money, does the does does Nebraska rethink? Membership in in the Big Ten and go home, go back home <laughs> to
2: the Big Twelve. Oh, uh, that's that's pretty interesting. I hadn't I really hadn't thought about that, but maybe um, maybe they could they could make a trade. Uh, I'm sure the the Big Ten would love to have Texas in its place you know, and <laughs> Absolutely. Uh,
3: yeah. I mean, sure.
2: But uh,
3: okay.
2: And there's always been rumors about you know Texas Oklahoma maybe going to the Pac-12 or or wherever they might go or or big 10, but, um, yeah, Nebraska has been a, it's funny that you say that, but I, I think at the the tail end of the big, big 12 years, uh, they were on the decline in football and the fact that they aren't, don't have a prominent place in football anymore kind of weakens their position. Uh, I I don't really think of them as a prominent big 10 member, only because they're not the the Nebraska of the eighties and nineties that I remember and covered that we all covered, you know, that, that were powerhouses and, and, uh, so it it is it does seem to be an odd fit. I will grant you that. Uh, people have always talked about uh, you know uh, Rutgers being an odd fit. I, I I'm not, you know, just from geography and all the other things. Forget about the quality of football. I don't think Rutgers is anywhere near as odd, as odd a fit as Nebraska is, and Maryland's a little bit odder fit, you know, than, than Rutgers is. But uh, yeah, I, I don't know what Nebraska. Is. Listen, they, they've never been good in basketball, so it doesn't matter where they go. They're not going to be good in basketball. You know, but they have to. I mean, now that Scott Frost is there, you would think they're going to regain their footing in football. And, and you would you would also think that with the exception of, of Wisconsin, the West is always up for grabs. I mean, Iowa's going to jump up in certain years and, and Northwestern did a couple of years ago. But, you know, we've seen uh, kind of a, uh, you know, a wild West up there in terms of football. So there's certainly, a, you know, if they ever get their footing again, you know, they, they can sort of take charge of the West.
1: All right. All right. Here's what I want to go around the room, uh, around the table on this one. We are, as we you know, as we meet here today, it is our belief, based on the reporting thus far, that the Big Ten is going to shut it down, and the Pac-12 will also shut it down. Uh, by the end, Mark Blouch, by the end of this week,
3: will college football be done? Uh, Yes, with an asterisk. It'll be – the SEC will still be standing. I mean, the SEC is going to probably announce tomorrow. They're going to vote today or announce tomorrow, and I think they're going to go along with it. The Pac-12, I think, we already assume is going to go. And the Big 12, I have no idea what – they'll go along with it too. But the SEC, I I agree with you. I think Sankey is going to go, let's let's, let's, let's think about this for a while. I mean, they might – now, like we talked about it, they might have enough pressure on them where they have to do that. Right, but, uh, it's, it's, but I I would wouldn't make any bets on that one, Tony. I mean, you're not, you, and which should I like to bet? I, I'm not sure what, where i would go going that one. This week, I I, I go I go no this week. I mean, but, but I that, that would very 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 weak this you know no on
1: that one. I don't know. Well, see that that that's what I think is going to happen. I think I think Sankey will meet with his presidents and say, look, we we did all this work to buy all this time to get the best information possible before we had to make a decision. Well, we don't, you know, well, just a little background guys. I I talked to a lot of sec athletic directors and they kept telling me the same thing about their decision-making process. They wanted to monitor the pro leagues. They wanted to monitor the NBA. They wanted to monitor major league baseball. They wanted to monitor monitor the NFL. Well, uh, you know, that's why they put it off so long is to watch all you know, particularly NFL practice, how that works. But the other thing they wanted to monitor very carefully is what does it look like when the students come back to campus? Because right now, in all 14 SEC schools, right now, they and this this could change quickly, but right now they all plan Students on campus when they start the fall semester. Well, fall semester doesn't start until next week. Georgia, their students don't return until August 20th. So the the SEC people are telling me we've got to get all of this data before we make a final decision. And so I don't, I don't, and I could be wrong, but I don't think they're going to get bullied into making a decision by the commissioner of the Big Ten. Okay, I'm just. Uh, I'm just telling you, but Luch, Luch, what, what are your thoughts on that?
2: Yeah, I think it'll be pretty much done by the end of the week, but I, I would throw into this and while and I discuss this, why can't they, why can't they have an eight game spring season conference only? And then maybe 10 in the fall as we yep. ease out of this whole virus. I mean, you know, they, they bring them back for 14 ridiculous practice in a touch football game. They call a spring game, you know, uh, why not start something at the end of March uh, run it through May and whatever four teams are, are qualified for the playoffs, let them play, you know, th- those games. They're, they're the only ones who would play x ex- two extra games. So you're talking about eight games. And then, as I said, you come back in the fall, you start a little later, you run 10 games. I I maintain this to Mark. I think there's a huge void. He, he said that, you know, other football leagues have failed miserably in, in the spring. And they, those have been pro leagues. They're not colleges, you know, and you still have kids on campus and enthused. Um, I think it would be a perfect time because... You know, you don't have the NFL. You don't have any football competition. And I don't I don't think it's, you know, it's impractical to think that eight games, all conference can't be done. You make the schedules so that, you know, the least travel possible in the spring and then uh, you come back, you start a little later in the fall. You have a 10 game fall. And then when we're through this in 2021, you go back to normalcy, hopefully in, in 2022. Does that work for you,
3: Bilal? Yeah, we talked a lot. I mean, I thought eight and eight would be more would be better off starting October first and and just playing no 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 not playing no non conference games. Yeah, that could work. Lucian. you're right. I mean, they could make it work, but it has to be. I mean, it has to be eight and eight. I think rather than I mean, even ten. Okay. it could work. Like
2: right. and like you said, there'll there'll be there'll be stars who beg out of the spring. Because they're getting ready for the NFL draft, I understand that that happens now anyway. We talked about this. What happens every bowl season? There's like 20, yeah. 30 guys who don't play in their bowl games. Big name guys yeah. who don't play in the bowl game. That's a part of the deal now. So yeah. if guys begged off the spring football, it, it would just be part of the whole the whole package. That's the way it's going to be
3: uh but there's, there's one there's one roadblock to that they have to talk to each other i mean I, the end civil has to talk to them commission has to talk to each other i don't know if they can do that but yeah I, the concept is great
1: well it is going to be a fascinating thing to watch unfold uh you know i, I wrote uh late last night that uh, this this would be my 45th year of covering college football and i've never you know i can't it has always been a part of all of our lives, and the idea that it won't happen is uh, this fall is, is really really difficult to take. Hey guys, I think I think that's going to wrap us up. I think that's a it's a good start to be uh, to be back uh, on the podcast with you guys again. We we want to pay tribute to our, our our departed comrade Chris Dufresne, who was the moderator of this uh, from the very beginning. We 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 love you and we miss you and we love. Uh, uh, Sheila and your and your boys so we Miss you thanks again to Appa And John Herson the the king Of uh, quality sports simulations And thanks to David uh, At Revolution Studios we uh, We will be back with you Again Uh, check out our Written work on si.com Slash tmg And we hope you enjoy this podcast and we will See you again soon ladies and Gentlemen carry on